You're listening to the Firefighter Success Podcast. Join us as we learn from successful firefighters and fire service leaders on how to achieve excellence. When lives depend on us, success is our only option. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Firefighter Success Podcast. I'm your host, Jim Moss. I'm so excited for the show today because we have an incredible fire service leader who truly embodies all the principles in the Firefighter Success book. Our guest on the podcast today is Chief Jason Hovelman. Jason is the Fire Chief of the Florissant Valley Fire Protection District and a volunteer Deputy Chief Fire Marshal with the Sullivan Fire Protection District in Sullivan, Missouri. He's the author of No Exceptions Leadership and the New Company Officer. He has been a fire service instructor for 25 years and has a bachelor's degree in fire service administration from Eastern Oregon University. Jason is a member of the International Society of Fire Service Instructors and serves on the board of directors of the International Association of Fire Chiefs Fire Life Safety Section and the Company Officer Section. He is also a contributor to Fire Engineering and Fire Rescue Magazines and shares his leadership message at fire departments and conferences throughout North America. Now on a personal level, I first got to know Jason years ago when I first took Fire Officer One, Fire Instructor One, and his company officer boot camp. Attending his leadership and training classes at FDIC has only helped me to become a better officer and instructor. And he has been a huge mentor of mine and a leader who embodies humility. He's an encourager and just an all-around great guy who would do anything for you. Enough of me talking. Chief Hovelman, welcome to the podcast. Jim, thanks. And thanks for the kind words in the beginning. And, and uh, it, it's, it's been a true pleasure being able to know you and emulate what you're doing. You know, it's, uh, I've learned as much from you as, as anybody. And, and uh, you know, all the things that you said about me, you're, you're, you're doing way those things and more. And it's, it's really nice to see. Well, that's kind of you. I appreciate that. And uh, iron sharpens iron. That's what we're here for to, to make each other better and support each other. All right. So tell the listeners a little bit more about your fire service background and how you got to where you are now. Yeah. So I started as a junior firefighter out in Sullivan uh, back in the mid eighties. And I had a cousin that was about eight years older than me that got me into it. And I've never looked back. And I, I've not done anything else my adult life. If you count EMS, you know, and St. Louis County is unique because you had to start an EMS to, to get into St. Louis County. So that was the road I took. And um, it's what I've done ever since. I've never, never looked back and I don't regret a day of it. Amen. So here's something I like to ask all my guests. How would you personally define success and what does success in the fire service mean to you? Yeah, so success, I think, is unique to each individual. But I think my overreaching goal now, and, it, and I think it evolves with maturity um, and, and your, as you grow through your career. Uh, but success to me is the ability to um, really watch those around you that you've hopefully had a chance to influence uh, do well and to succeed and to hopefully play a small part in that. And it's, it's, again, I think when you're younger, that success definition is much different and probably more narrow in scope than what it is when you get to be a little bit longer in the tooth and you get to watch people succeed. And and sometimes that means they pass you up. And 
but but I think that's success for me. Uh, that that's a real joy I get. That's right. Yeah, and I love the quote: "The greatest success that we can know is helping others succeed and grow." So. Uh, that's a great quote that I've always uh, loved and, and something that uh, as we as officers, especially chief officers as yourself, when we help others succeed, that's that's really mm-hmm. one of the most beneficial things. So when you think of firefighters at, or fire officers at your own fire department, what are some of the essential qualities that you see in them that helps them be successful? Yeah. So, you know, you've got, uh, we're fairly small department. And so we've we've come up together. We know everybody, but I think for me, the ones that I see succeed, um, and I've not only in my department, but in, in friends that I have is there's five E's basically that I look for when we're promoting. Um, and you know, one is energy, you know, coming into the job with energy and, and then another one is enthusiasm, uh, you know, having that, that embodiment of they like coming to work and being there. Um, another one is empathy, you know, being able to recognize when uh, you, you need to dial it down a little bit and really pay attention to what people are going through and be able to respond appropriately. Um, you know, being um, a total effort every day uh, when you come in. And, um, you know, I just think that those things, when you start talking about it's, it's the intangibles, it's, you know, you still have to be proficient. You still have to have those things, but it's the, it's the human skills. And, and I was related that if, if they, if they don't have those skill sets or at least be willing to adapt and, and learn them, you know, engine class, the, as the first line goes, so goes a fire. Well, as problems go at the company level, that problem either is going to get taken care of in the right way and stay small. If it's not handled right away, whether it's a customer complaint or a personnel problem at the company level that's not handled correctly, it's going to be a big problem. And, and, and so it's, it, there's a lot of parallels in that. And so th- those are some traits I really look for. Good. So without a doubt, I'd say you're someone who is extremely passionate about leadership, so much so that uh, you have written uh, multiple books on it. But I, I want to ask you a pretty d- difficult question because I'm just going to ask you, what is the single most quintessential quality of great leaders? Just one. If you had to name one, what would it be? Yeah, yeah, it's hard. It's really hard. But I will tell you, and again, I think I think my my definition has changed over the years. What that word would be, and 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 today, I really think that if you look at what it takes to be empathetic, what it really requires from a person, it embodies a lot of those other words that you would throw into there to be an effective leader. And so today I think empathy, I, I really do. I, I think, I just think, I don't think you can be effective without it. Yeah. I, I, I think you're going to be uh, very short-sighted, uh, narrow frame of mind, uh, small perspective. And, and, and so all those other words, people talk about trust, integrity, all those things. If, if you're empathetic, genuinely empathetic, you're going to, you're going to have all those things. Right, right. You're already going to have humility. You're already going to have, right. have that trust factor, the character and all that that comes with empathy. Right. So today that I would say empathy, empathy being empathetic. Uh, I couldn't agree more. Uh, let's talk about your book, No Exceptions Leadership. Uh, in your book, you wrote the following, and this is all obviously one of my favorite quotes. You've seen me post it on social media, You and I actually even put it in the Firefighter Success book. You say, to climb the ladder of success, you first have to get the ladder off the rack. 
You can't wish and hope for things that you want to accomplish. You must develop and use the tools you have available to work for them. That ladder to success does you no good hanging on the wall or resting on the ladder rack. You must make the effort to put it into place and into the right place that will get you to where you're going. Would you mind sharing a little bit more about this passage and the importance of decisiveness, action, and getting outside of comfort zones? Yeah, that was written after a fire we had, um, and I watched some a company struggle with ladder placement. And, and I was thinking to myself, man, if we'd have had victims in that window, it wasn't my fire, but it was a, it was a fire that I'd gone to. And, and it just kind of got me thinking about, you know, how people go about trying to get where they want to be in the fire service. And so many look for the shortcut. They look for, um, you know, they want to climb the ladder, but they're not willing to practice putting it up and getting it where it needs to be and getting it set right and learning technique and, and working out to be able to carry it. You know, all the things you would associate knowing the right length, you know, you, they, they may just throw a needle ladder, but it's too short to get to the window or what, or what have you, or it's, they got the wrong angle or I mean, fly in, fly out, whatever. And it just got me thinking. And, and so many of us, and, and I had a time in my career where I'm sure I was in the same boat that, you know, you, you've got to go about things the right way, but it takes effort. It, it's not just going to get handed to you. It, it, ta- it takes work and it takes meaningful focused work. You know, I, uh, recently I see stuff about passion and ambition and, and, um, and, and I tell in my classes, like those things are good, uh, but it's gotta be harnessed. It's gotta be focused. It's gotta be meaningful. And the example I would give is that, you know, you can, you can go to a horse race track, never been to one, but I know people that do, you can go to a horse race track. You got all these big thoroughbreds, these strong, fast horses. You could take the fastest, strongest, best best horse in the field put it in that starting gate without a jockey uh, any reins any type of control no blinders and when that gate opens that horse is not going to win because it's got zero focus it's got it has no direction has no idea where it's going has no idea where it wants to go it's fast it's strong and, and if it had a jockey and the reins and the blinders it probably would win and i see a lot of firefighters that they they've they're so, they've got such a narrow view. They don't have enough um, patience and discipline to really focus on the steps to get where you're going. They, they just want to climb the ladder and they're waiting for somebody else to throw it on the wall. And, and it doesn't serve them or their organization well. Yeah, I, I really couldn't agree more. I love that uh, you really emphasize the importance of not only getting that ladder off, but having a sense of direction. And, and so many times it seems like people are passionate and they want that shortcut to success, but there really is no shortcut. It, it comes day in, day out, proving yourself, you know, to to yourself, to your crew members, to your battalion and, and to your whole fire department. So it's not really about becoming an over, overnight success because we all know there's no such thing as that. So, um, and I also like how you emphasize the importance of of uh, action and direction for firefighters really to follow. So, let's talk about a, a subject that I know that is near and dear to you: training. Um, so much so that uh, you're you've been an instructor for 25 years. Uh, what would you say is the foundation of great training, and what do firefighters need to be training on more? 
So it's a difficult thing because we all want to be as good as we can. At least we like to think so. But I think you, you know, when you look at firefighters and officers and here's what I, we just hired, we just promoted three new captains. And I told all three of them, you, you have to be intimate with the job. And that means you have to know the little things. Um, and, And the more little things that you know, and are second nature to you, the easier, the big, hard things become, you know, so you can never pull enough hose in, in a meaningful way uh, as far as, hey, we want to hit, you know, let's let's estimate a stretch here. Let's get out uh, in our still area and pull hose in this garden apartment complex. How much hose does it take? I mean, there, there's some value to stretching hose in a parking lot. Sometimes it's all you have, but you want to try to make it as, as focused as you can. I, I, true, I truly believe that the basics, hose deployment, ladder placement, water supply, uh, basic rescue skills, uh, search skills, forcible entry, forcible yeah. entry all those things are, are, what, are what's going to be the building blocks for the more advanced things. But you, I think you have to attach benchmarks to all those. And those benchmarks are going to be unique to your company or your department. But there needs to be some type of, of, of goal. Uh, an attainment that, Hey, we're going to get a line to the front door in this many seconds. We're going to have water supply in this many minutes. And you train to those things. And then you push the envelope a little bit and see if you can pass it up. Um, but it's, and the thing is, Jim, it's like fitness and your book points this out and you've mentioned it several times. It's got to be a habit. It's got to be just who you are as an officer, as a company. Yeah. And that's so great. Um, in the book, uh, firefighter success, I share, you know, three different R's of training. So uh, making sure it's relevant making sure that it's realistic and making sure that it's repeatable, that we do it over and over again. Would you agree with those three R's? hundred percent, hundred percent. You've got to have them. And, and, and those three R's, they give you that benchmark, right? They give you that something you're attaining to, you're working towards. And Jim, you know that if your crew doesn't understand why you're doing what you're doing, they're not going to be into it. And they're not, I mean, they're, they're, you're going to get better buy-in when you can talk about the three R's or these benchmarks or whatever those things might be. It always comes back to that. Why, (laughs) why are we doing this? (laughs) It does. It does. So uh, I would say that you are someone I would consider as a high achiever. Uh, You've, I would say you're successful at every level uh, in your fire service career. You're a dedicated family man. Uh, You're an international speaker. You're a writer, author, and uh, you motivate others, including myself to become better. So here's my question to you. What motivates you on a daily basis? I think I have a fear, professionally, I have a fear of, of being out of touch and being irrelevant. And, and I don't mean that by people knowing me, but I, I don't want to ever lose, because being a chief's hard in the respect that you lose a lot of the intimacy we just talked about. And you can go out to the houses and do all that stuff and still stay in touch, but it's just not the same. And, and you have to take your fingers out of some of the things and let your officers do their job. And so I think for me, um, I'll be honest, when I got promoted to chief and after being in there for a few months, I was kind of like, what do I do now? Because you, know, <laughs> you, you work, you know, you work your career to, to attain something and, to, and to, to be able to take advantage of opportunities. And I've been fortunate and, and lucky in some regards with, with where I'm at today. And so in my department, there's nowhere else to go. You know, that's it. And I don't have a desire to go anywhere else. And so um, you find other ways to challenge yourself. So I try to read books. I'm taking a bunch of classes. Um, and 
trying to learn about things that are going to help my department on a more global scale. Um, but, but I think the irrelevance, I think it's the getting stagnant and being that chief or that, that fire guy that, um, that loses their, um, ability to, to stay in touch really. I think, you know, from a, a personal standpoint, you know, I want to provide for my family and I want, um, to have time to do things with them and, and to, to, um, hopefully my, you know, I spend a, I do spend a lot of time with the kids and running them and stuff. And, and, and I will say, I think overall, Jim, if when it's all said and done collectively between being, a, a, you know, my personal life and my professional life, if, if all I get is he was a really nice guy, I'm good with that. <laughs> that that's great. So uh, what is something that you're learning about right now? And what's something that is challenging you? Yeah, so I'm in some business courses through Harvard um, that uh, it's called Core. And, I, and I've had kicked around the idea of getting like an MBA or something. But so I took these classes and I decided I don't want to get an MBA because uh, they're, they're hard. Um, but um, it, it steered me away from the business school. Um, and so now I'm looking at like emergency management and government, um, because I, I like this, I like the school part. I'm in my EFO. Um, I'm working on that. Um, I'm in a, I'm in another, uh, cohort, um, offering from Harvard called MPLI, which is a crisis leadership program, which has been really interesting. Um, and, and so I'm just trying to stretch a little bit, um, with that and getting out of some of the more traditional classes I would have taken in the past. That's great because uh, it's great to hear that you're filling your cup from sources well outside the fire service um, and that uh, even as a fire chief, you've been in the fire service, you know, 25, 30 years, um, you're, you're continuing to develop yourself and challenging yourself. And going back to your, the last question I asked you, I think what motivates you is that you're someone who is not satisfied with the status quo for yourself or, or, or for anyone else, uh, for that, for that matter. So that's, that's great to hear. So facing adversity and overcoming, overcoming it, I would say are key elements of success. Um, could you think of a time in your career where you used failure or some type of struggle to fuel your success? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it goes back to when I, when I was first applying in St. Louis County, I didn't know anybody. Um, I was a brand new paramedic in the early nineties and I couldn't get hired anywhere. Um, and I kept taking class and I took class after class after class. And I finally, finally got hired, but you know, at, at Florissant, um, you know, we're busy up there and it's easy to get burned out. And, and I've had those moments in my career um, you know, there was one point in particular where we had a political um, upheaval, so to speak, and things were really hard there. Um, I was not looked upon favorably. I had a board member flat out tell me that as long as that board member was there, I would never be promoted. Um, and uh, I, had a, I had a choice. I had a decision that I could make. Um, and I'm not to my own horn, but I'm just trying to give people that might be going through these kinds of things some perspective is that, listen, you you have choices. You can say, okay, screw it. I'm, I'm never doing anything here again. And I'm just going to float through or you plan and prepare for opportunities that might happen to present themselves um, in spite of those situations. And, and I was lucky enough to have some good mentors leading up to that point 
Um, and I think a little bit of drive and some stubbornness and some pride that I didn't quit. Um, I, I didn't throw my hands in the air and, and take my ball and go home. Um, I kept doing what I was doing and put my foot on the gas. Um, it, it's, and it paid off. Uh, luck certainly has a part of, of that timing, um, a lot of other things, but you know, if you're not prepared when that opportunity does come, whether from luck or any other reason, you're not going to be ready there. You're not going to get it. Yeah. Uh, so you've been a fire chief now, uh, you've been in the fire service for 30 plus years. And here's my last question for you. What advice would you give yourself when you were a rookie? I think give your senior officers more benefit of the doubt um, when it comes to some things and be patient. I I think um, it's hard when you're young. Uh, It's difficult when you're so young and so fired up and you've got people pulling the reins back a little bit. Um, Things aren't going the way you think they should go. And, and it can get, it can really drag you down. And, and I went through a period of my career early on at Florissant where that political stuff was, was just kind of starting to get ahead of itself. And, and I, I, I considered a different career. Uh, it didn't last very long, but I did. I questioned it. My wife was a good support system. And, and I think a lot of us were going to have those dark days, but I think, you know, what, what you've got to look at is, don't judge yourself against other people. Don't judge yourself against who you were yesterday. Um, you need you need to compare where you are, where you want to go, uh, to to just the effort and the time that you put into it. You you know I I struggle uh, still today with I used to run fast. I don't run fast anymore. <laughs> it, it, you know it, you know I used to run half marathons. You know really fast and and didn't have any problems today. I don't. And, and I struggle with that and it frustrates me, but I say, and I think young folks, new firefighters see people that are officers and they see, and they want it now, they want it now. And, and they, they end up neglecting. Uh, and really they end up missing out on a great part of their career uh, where they can learn so much and, and be such a huge asset to their organization and be an informal leader and, really take advantage of those opportunities as they come. And then, uh, and then you don't miss out on anything. And I, and I think for me in my career, there's a couple years I'd like to have back. There's, there's a couple years I'd like to have back and I would do a little bit differently uh, that probably would make me a better officer today. Yeah. Um, and I love what you said about just enjoying where you're at, right? I mean, even if it's not going perfectly, whether you're a rookie, whether you're you're a veteran firefighter, company officer, whatever, just enjoy where you're at. Um, and if you're looking to go to the next level, yes, push yourself, but don't force it so hard that you're dissatisfied where you're currently at in your current position. Just try and master your current position and enjoy that as much as possible. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to say that uh, I wanted to thank you also for writing the foreword of the, of the firefighter success book. I thought you did a great job and really um, did great at introducing the book to everyone who's going to read it. Uh, so I wanted to thank you for that. Um, also, I just really enjoyed having you on the show and I love any time that we get to talk and uh, this so happens that we uh, re-recorded it. So that's pretty fun. 
too. Um, but if you wouldn't mind, just tell people how they can get in contact with you and any projects you're working on right now and anything else you want to share. Yeah, Jim, first off, it was an honor to be able to, to be asked to write that forward. And, and I know that people are going to get so much out of the book. Um, it, you don't do anything uh, without putting so much heart and soul into it. And it really shows. Um, I also am so appreciative of your friendship and, and um, you know, being able to come on here and, and talk with you uh, on your show. And, and I know it's going to be great and people are going to learn so much from it. Um, you know, I still, I still remember and, and uh, really appreciate that, you know, it's been four years ago and uh, you were one of the first people to reach out and have lunch with me after that happened and check in on me. And, and I really appreciate that. Um, it, it's not forgotten or unappreciated at all. Well, I can't thank you enough. So thanks for being on the show. I really appreciate it. And to everyone out there listening, stay fit, stay safe. And remember when lives depend on us, success is our only option. Thanks for listening to the Firefighter Success Podcast. Go to firefightersuccessbook.com to learn more about the book, Firefighter Success, 20 C's to Firefighter Excellence. At the website, you can also download the free special report, 101 Rules for Firefighter Success.